Well, we told you that Rabbi Ben-Sion Schaefer is going to be uh, our guest this morning here at JM in the AM, and in fact he is. Many of you are familiar with something called the theschmooz.com, the schmooz, S-H-M-U-Z.com. And as big as this has been, there are even bigger things happening at the theschmooz.com. I want to thank Yoni Korbman, who many years ago first introduced us to Rabbi Schaefer and his amazing work. Rabbi Ben-Sion Schaefer, welcome back to JM in the AM. Good morning, Nachum. Howdy. <laughs> howdy, to, howdy to you as well. <laughs> nice to speak with you on this Tuesday morning. So first, t- tell us a little bit about the history of the schmooze and the schmooze.com. Then we'll talk about what's happening today. Okay, sure. The schmooze began as a very humble sort of shiva. There's 14 guys in Brooklyn. The shiva is a Talmud of the Chavetz Chaim Yeshiva. The shiva asked me to start a program for the working guys. So these were fellows who went to yeshiva. Maybe they learned a lot. Maybe they learned little. The one thing they had in common, they were in the workforce, and the Shivas itself felt there was nothing for them, no real organization that they belonged to. Typically, you can't really join a shul officially until you're 35 or 40, and even then, it's, you know, sort of a lot of floating. So the Shiva wanted there to be some kind of anchor. So the Shmuz really began as that. Um, it really began innocently almost as a shear, but the, the fellows started flocking, and we started creating, you know, personal connections, and then it started growing. It was uh, first Monday night in, in Queens, Wednesday night in Brooklyn, Thursday night in Muncie, and it really started spinning out to something a lot larger, and it really has become now pretty, I would say, almost an international uh, entity at, at this stage in the game. Is there any category of people not listening to the schmooze, I mean, you're appealing to to men, women, young, old, right? Like every demographic is essentially uh, at some point tuned in, right? Okay, the truth is, I did a Google study once, and it's 29 countries at this point. Now, Istanbul is a little weak, to be honest with you. Uh, Sorry to hear that. Not as much representation in the Arabic countries, but uh, <laughs> but other than that, no, you're, it, it is true. It's it's kind of eight to 88 to men, women, children, and and interestingly enough, nothing. This is the most interesting thing I find on a regular basis. I have Gentiles who are into the schmooze. When I say into the schmooze, they say them over word for word. <laughs> there are many, you know, Zion Mitzvahs, Noahides, and um, if you have it, later on, you'll ask me, I'll tell you a fascinating story about a fellow. Um, in fact, I'll do it now. I'll, I'll cheat. Here we go. I have a fellow in Holland who every year I speak to makes a large donation to the to the schmooze. And the first time when he made this donation, I called him up to speak to him. I said to him something like, I didn't even know there were religious Jews uh, where you're living. He said, Jewish? I'm not Jewish. I said, what do you mean? He explained to me that he keeps the seven mitzvahs b'nei Noah. He's a Noahide. And, but he used all the right Hebrew words, all the right expressions. He knew over 150 shmuzim, but he knew it very, very well. And at a certain point I said to him, I don't, I don't really understand something missing in this picture. And these are the words he said to me. He said, I'll say to you as I say to my wife often, and these are, again, his words, if HaKadosh Baruch Hu chose to make us goyim, why should I be matriach? Why should I trouble Hashem? Those wow. are his words. So, <laughs> anyway, it's uh, it is a bit of a broad uh, group, and uh, <clears throat> and it's been an interesting ride. Unbelievable, right? Ben Sion Schaefer is with us. The schmooze dot com. Uh, so you've spoken about so many different topics. I'm looking at a. Uh, you know, just a, a sample here. You've got the uh, uh, tefillah and uh, fighting one's uh, uh, desires and amuna, bitachon, and, and, and so many others. And most recently, you've turned your attention to marriage. You've actually come up with a marriage workshop. What's that all about? Okay, that's really, you know, nothing. That's a, it's a good question because it's, it's something that's un, sadly, I'd say, dear to my heart. You know, again, the shoes began as, 
as a shear to young men, 24 to 34 years of age, and I really create a very tight, you know, Kesha with a real connection with these fellows, and they'd all often call me with questions. And the first number of years, it was a very beautiful experience. The questions that these guys were asking were innocent, meaning a fellow just got married. How do I deal with my mother-in-law? How do I deal with this situation? But as the years went by, the questions started losing their innocence, and there was a lot of issues going on in the marriages. And as I started, kind of as things you know, evolved and the couples got older, the issues got deeper and the troubles became more... I don't want to say it, they just became horrific. And, and at a certain point, I was dealing with a regular, almost like an, a tremendous influx of, of divorces and issues. And at a certain point, I realized that so many of these couples didn't have fundamental flaws, meaning we're not dealing with a situation where he's a creep and she's self-centered, or there wasn't even any emotional imbalance. Many times it was simply an issue of not understanding one the other, not recognizing why she does that, why he does that. And I realized that so many times it's just a lack of understanding what the relationship is about, what the marriage is about. So I started, you know, in the course of counseling, in the course of really, you know, starting focusing and giving a shiurim on this subject, at a certain point I just said, and this is crazy, and I sat down. I took three months to put together almost what I call a curriculum. It's a, you know, it's a 12-part series. It's 12 separate shiurim. And my goal with it was to give over the fundamentals of a successful marriage, his part of the relationship, her part, communication. And I put it together. It's called the Marriage Seminar, and I hope it's been very well received. My, my hope is, again, that it should just give people an understanding as to what the mechanics of a marriage is. Right, I've been Sam Schaefer is with us. I see on the Marriage Seminar you have a section entitled Ten Really Dumb Mistakes That Very Smart Couples Make. Now, uh, is there a is there one example you could give us in this public forum that would okay. be emblematic of what you mean? Okay, the first mistake which couples do all the time is they take the CD and they listen to it together, and each one points to the other one and says, "See, see, the rabbi said you're the problem." You see, <laughs> that's the eleventh mistake. <laughs> I guess so. What would be one of the ten, or we shouldn't discuss them on the air? No, we can, we can. I'll give you, I'll give you a classic example because I think it really speaks out well what I'm dealing with. Here's a, here's a story. At 6.30 at night, a fellow comes home, enters his apartment. He's married, let's say, six months, and he's happily married because he really married a put-together girl, and she's really, she's a barda, she's intelligent, she's sober, and he's very, very glad, very happy. And he walks into his apartment, and he sees her on a chair. And she's screaming, ah, ah, and she says, dear, 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 what's the matter? What's the... Ah, ah, dear, what is it? What is it? Ah, 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 what? And she's pointing, and he looks. Cockroach. And he goes, oh, my goodness. She's, she's pointing. Oh my goodness. He walks over to the cockroach, stomps on it, looks at his wife, and says to himself, oh, my goodness, what is her problem? That is one of the classic mistakes that a young man will make in a marriage. Why? Because what he's done there sounds innocent. doesn't sound like a big deal. Right. But what he's done there... And if you had a, col- if you had a college roommate, you'd, you'd say it openly and react that way. <laughs> exactly, right. But you see, what he's done is he's judged his wife based on his emotional reality. Right. I have boys and I have girls. My boys generally love playing with bugs. The girls are terrified of bugs. In fact, the girls call one of their brothers. If he's too small, they have to make sure he doesn't eat the bug. But generally speaking, <laughs> girls are afraid of bugs. Boys aren't. His wife is terrified. She's mortified by a cockroach. Now, in his world, in a guy's world, being afraid of a bug is silly. But what he's done is he's judged her 
based on his emotional reality, mm -hmm. and he looks at it like some flighty dame. Mm -hmm. Now, in this case, it looks innocent, but it's these type of things that happen so often. You'll hear women say, oh, that's my husband, oh, that's a guy's thing, that's a... And there's this sort of dismissive attitude that doesn't allow each to fundamentally understand where the other's coming from, and it stops becoming innocent once it really starts getting involved and starts getting into the thick and thin of living with another human being. And I, I find this to be a, a very real issue that, that surfaces in, in many, many different ways. Right. I mean, I mean, I, I guess in uh, in any relationship, but obviously marriage being the most serious one in this regard, you know, anything that is serious to the other person sometimes takes adjusting to. You know, like it, it's hard to either believe, fathom, uh, comprehend. You know, that something that, that is not a serious issue to you or something you don't care much about, they care or the other one cares that much about. Right. Right. And being able to grant the other person the right to be different than me. Meaning to say, oftentimes, if a, if a fellow's a mensch, you know, or if a young woman is, you know, she's put together, so she'll say, all right, I'll, I'll give in to your, in her own mind, mishigas, your mm -hmm. silliness. But you see, that expression, whether spoken or not, carries with it a tremendous amount of judgment that makes things difficult. In other words, it's sort of like, you know, the young fellow gets married and he's, he's comfortable driving at 85 miles an hour, but his wife isn't. Mm -hmm. So he's really ticked at her for making him slow down. And he's really angry with her that she's constantly being such a burden and such a nuisance and she's always being so such a damper on, on life. But the problem is that he still has that dismissive attitude and that's what's causing him. So even though he's acting appropriately, I mean, he's not endangering her life or making her uncomfortable, but there's an inner sort of turmoil. And it's it's oftentimes just the ability to say, okay, this is my way, but that doesn't mean that my wife or my husband feels that way as well. And really being able to accept that people feel differently and, and really they have a right to their feelings. And as strange as it sounds, I'm, I'm telling you, it surfaces so many times in a marriage. It's, it's really, it's, um, and it spirals out of control, unfortunately, because... Right. You know, it's it's living with another human being. This is this must be difficult, and I don't know how many you know uh, uh, pre-marriage uh, um, you know grooms you speak to, but it, it must be difficult to teach this. I mean, a lot of what you're saying, you you need the uh, you know the on-the-job training, so to speak. Right, 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 exactly. You know, it's kind of funny you say that, Nachum, because people ask me when's the best time to listen to the marriage seminar. So I jokingly say it's after the first fight. Right. You see, when you're engaged, everyone's in la-la land. Oh, it's going to be great. I love him. She'll love me. It's going to be wonderful. And, and everything that you're going to listen to doesn't speak to you because it's not real. It's after the first fight when, oh, my goodness, wait a minute, there's something going on here, and, and I don't understand it. And that's when, ideally, I would like people to listen to it because then your ears are open and you're beginning to understand that you're dealing with a different, a different reality. You know, and, and the truth is, so much of it is gender differences. In other words, meaning, you know, when we're schooled, we know that uh, boys are different than girls. But the extent of the differences of temperament, aspiration, desires, women and men are literally from different cultures, different worlds, different things are important to them, different things matter to them. Yeah, the old and, Venus Mars thing, right? Yeah, and by the way, that book, uh, I want you to know something, not everything in John Gray's book is well done but there are tremendous amounts of concepts that he brings forth in a very very good way and it's probably worth reading i mean like any any secular book you have to read it carefully because you know he was divorced i believe he's now in his third marriage so you know you have to keep in mind that there are certain concepts that are you know aren't always 
you know, on a Torah approach, but there's right. a lot of wisdom in, in his presentations because what he does, I, you know, I remember I read that book after I was married for 10 years, and, you know, Baruch we have a great marriage, and, but when I read that book, I was like, oh, my goodness, oh, now I understand. Like, I, I couldn't, like, you know, the light bulb goes off. I couldn't understand why she cared about that, why that mattered. So, you know, a lot of it is basic education, gender differences, and why things, you know, matter to the other person. And, and really, again, typically, a young chassan and kala come into marriage completely ignorant. Right, and, ignorant. and if you'd give them the marriage seminar beforehand, half of it they, they just scoff and say, come on, that can't be true, that can't right. be the case. Right, 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 right. And the experience obviously changes all that. Uh, the schmooze.com, S-H-M-U-Z. Dot com. Right, Ben Sion Schaefer with us live via telephone. The marriage seminar is available. How do people access this and all your other uh, seminars and the different content that uh, you've made available to everybody? Yeah, okay, so that's uh, the easiest way to do this is the app. There's a Schmooze app on the iPhone as well as the Android. You go to the App Store, you go to Google Play, and the, Schmooze, the app is free. You just download, download the app again. You have to spell it. You're right. You have to spell it. It's spelled funny. It's T H E S H M U Z. And when you put the app on your phone, you're good to go. It's got everything there, and it's it's easy. Are you still uh, writing or uh, or lecturing each week on the weekly parsha? Yeah, so that's something I do. I guess you say in my spare time. Um, ironically, I'm I'm working right now on the marriage book, meaning the marriage seminar um, is coming out. Hopefully, I, I'd like to do it by September. Come out with the uh, with the book on marriage because it really is. It's, you know, again, it's, it's an education because, you know, so many times it's, it's just not understanding. So, you know, the tapes are great, you know, the, you listen online, it's great, but having the book is another way to really grasp the concepts and understand it. So hopefully that's something that'll be coming out shortly. How has the reaction been to your members only section to this point? Okay. So members only section, which is a good thing you mentioned, is part of the site, which I I hope my goal is that you take the schmooze to the next level. That means to say, a lot of times people listen to the schmooze and they listen for two hours a day on the way into work, on the way out of work. I mean, I said this to Shmuel Kamenetsky. I said that if Ravina and Ravashi knew about the iPod, it would be a different shot. In other <laughs> words, there's the reality is that we have such such blessings in front of us. We have and technology is able to, while it's a double-edged sword, it certainly comes at certain co- real costs, but it brings such it's such accessibility and such availability. So, the, you know, people listen on a regular basis to the schmooze, and I've had, you know, on a, on a regular, ongoing basis, people listen on the way into work, on the way out of work, they'll listen for two hours for the schmooze, and there's a certain sense where after a person has been listening for a year or two, it's like, okay, where do we go now? Now what? So the member-only section, which you mentioned, is something that I, I like to think of as taking the schmooze to the next level. It's taking many of the topics. The schmooze will deal with many, many different topics, from parenting to anger management and to working on dominating to working on our belief system. But it's topical in the sense that it's 45 minutes on that topic, and then we're done. But what if you really want to dig into an area? What if you want to really work on your amuna? What if you really want to work on your dominating? What if you really want to work on, let's say you mentioned desire. So the series, which are on the member-only section, take each one of those and really digs in on a much deeper level. It's much more comprehensive, much more extensive. And what I'm looking to do in September, we're going to have the live webinars, and those will will go through each one in a much greater extent, and people will be able to interact online. So online, live. So again, my goal is to have a much greater involvement and to have a much greater, you know, effect having taken the shoes again to the, to the next level. 
Right, Ben Sion Schaefer, it's the schmooze.com, S-H-M-U-Z.com, information about the marriage seminar and about a million other things uh, that you'll see uh, Rabbi Schaefer addresses is all available on the website. Information about the brand-new members-only site is up there, how you can support the schmooze, participate in his uh, uh, sweepstakes, etc. It's all up there on the website. Before I let you go, Rabbi Schaefer, as you witness the uh, unique... Um, level of Jewish unity over the last couple of weeks. Uh, were you surprised that things seem to be going, uh, I don't know, differently than what we normally uh, view as human or Jewish nature uh, when it comes to being unified and together? That's a very good question, Nachman. And I, I do have a very real sense. It, it is one of the most beautiful and uh, just, you know, to be together, I live in Muncie, and I was at the, the baseball stadium, and we gathered together for a uh, Tehillim rally right. to see the unity of every different stripe of Jew, and it didn't matter what, it didn't matter how, and joining together is something, just something so moving and so beautiful. And at the same time, at a certain point, I said to myself, this is amazing. Three fellows, I never met them, I don't know them, I don't know their parents, I don't know anything of them, but we're all together, and we're crying our eyes out for them. At the same time, I said to myself, wait a minute, what about a, a young boy, six-year-old, who has cancer, Rahman What about a, an eight-year-old who got hit by a car? Meaning to say, it's a little maybe unfortunate that if it's sensational, if it's nationalistic, so we come together, but the reality is that this is something we should feel the pain, whether it's a great cause celebre or it's a private pain. So, you know, it's a beautiful experience to join together. And to me, it was also eye-opening that there's a certain, I think that one of the lessons we need to take is that this sort of sensitivity is appropriate, but it's appropriate for every Jew, no matter what the cause, no matter what the, the reason. So I, I think it's been a very you know, a very uplifting experience. And again, it's something we really need to hone in on and really kind of keep in front of, a, in front of our eyes. And by the way, I would argue that uh, this experience will increase the sensitivity in some of these situations you just described as well. So, mm -hmm. uh, you know, so. Uh, a win-win situation, except, of course, for the tragic part of the entire episode. Uh, thank you so much, Rabbi Schaefer. Continued good luck. Everyone should check out the schmooze.com and continued success uh, with all your amazing work. Thank you. Tuesday morning broadcast. I thank Yoni Korbman. He was the first person to introduce us to Rabbi Schaefer years ago and the schmooze.com. And uh, as you see, Rabbi Schaefer continues to progress incredibly. And uh, the marriage seminar and a million other offerings you'll find on his website. It's 23 minutes after 8 o'clock. It's a Tuesday at JM in the AM.